And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy, etc., etc. Okay? I'm the only one on this podcast, but I insist on introducing myself each week. Um, what a time to be alive this morning. Roller coaster. Absolute roller coaster. I've just received good and bad news simultaneously. Um, firstly, off the bat, what a way to start my Wednesday morning. I just found out my bed is actually a double and not a queen. I've been telling people for the last three years that I was sleeping in a queen size bed. You know? On the off chance a girl came over, she said, it looks like a double. I said, babe, you're mistaken. Okay, I hate to be rude in my own house, but it's absolutely a queen. It turns out I've been sleeping in a double this whole time, like some sort of 14-year-old freaking plain house. Like, oh, so embarrassing this whole time. It turns out I have no idea what a queen is. I don't know if it's bigger or smaller than a double. It sounds like it should be bigger, but then I'm thinking maybe when they were naming the beds, did they do it in the 1800s when women didn't have as many rights? I'm not sure. I wasn't there. Um, but it turns out I've had a double this whole time and I'm off it. Last four years of my life have been a goddamn lie. Um, so everything I thought I knew has slipped through my fingers. But apart from that, I got some good news as well this morning. We've officially re-signed at the lad pad. Another six months in heaven with five or four of the best blokes of all time and me as well in the mix. I mean, I can't believe it. I love living here. What a time. Um, horrendous news for the neighbours. Obviously, the bloke over the back fence, um, you know, we, we say we've re-signed the lease. He, that bloke's just hearing the occupation will continue. Okay, he's just heard that ScoMo says we're not leaving Iraq just yet. That's all he's hearing. Um, and to be honest, to that old bloke over the back fence... The war will rage on, my friend, okay? Because you've been having to go at us through winter. Through a goddamn winter. 21 degrees, and you thought we were we were possibly a bit loud. When it's freaking 21 degrees and there's six of us around a fire. I think when it comes to Boxing Day, Australia Day, and New Year's, you should just go up the coast, mate. Just go up the coast and save yourself some trouble. I'll shout you an Airbnb in the Port Macquarie area, Okay? Because if you ruin Australia Day, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll spray your lawn with Roundup or some shit, okay? I'll come through in, in spring next year and just start cutting flowers off. I'm not afraid to. But yeah, we've re-signed for another six months. Outstanding. Um, yeah, the, the next door neighbors on to my left here, they are absolute legends. Never had a problem with them. And we believe it's because they're running sort of some sort of a... Uh, an import-export business out of their garage. They'll have like six utes in their garage at 1am and they've got like industrial freezers in there. And if you walk past and look inside, they quickly shut the doors. So I think, you know, they're sort of, we're sort of the best of a bad bunch, you know, like we're a bit loud, but they're, they're, they're I think they're maybe selling human organs out of their garage. So, so they're legends. Um, and then over the other side, we haven't had any, neighbors there for about six months um and before that there was like just a really nice gay guy who lived there by himself so he was pretty cool um we do absolutely that house to my right has been unoccupied at times and when that's been the case we have absolutely taken liberties over there 
um, i.e. using their driveway and bins as if they were our own. Um, the last bloke to move in, the gay guy, he delayed moving in for four days because my roommate Macca's van was in the driveway and Macca's a tradie. He thought maybe they were installing smoke alarms in his house and they were still working on it. So this bloke delayed moving into his new home for a week because Macca couldn't be fucked to park around the corner. You know, we're not good neighbors. Um, and yeah, we, we've been using their bins for about six months. But, uh, but yeah, so they, a developer has bought it next door. So we're going to have some tradies next door. I don't know. I, it's it's going to be a big build. Apparently, they're turning it into nurse lodgings, like a townhouse or like an apartment block for nurses because there's a hospital on our street. I will say that did get the lad's attention. Okay, that did definitely get the lad's attention. Um, much better than having like a bunch of fucking miners in there or some shit. So pumped. Pumped for the nurse lodging. Uh, whether we will still be here to see it. I mean, we've only signed for another six months. Um, our landlord, I don't want to speak out of school, but he's an absolute piece of shit. Um, twice during the pandemic, he's tried to up the rent by an absurd amount. And our freaking leasing agent is like, some 19-year-old kid, you know, we're sending this kid in to fight for us. You know, the the freaking, the landlord's like, I want to up it by 200 bucks for no reason. The freaking back patio collapsed two months ago and Mac, and uh, Danny and Adam almost died. And he wants to up it by 200 bucks for no reason. We said, all of us are unemployed. You've got to be kidding. And we, we're sending this 19-year-old real estate apprentice in to fucking fight for us. Yes, we continually lose. The rent has gone up every time. But anyway. Uh, so. What have I been up to? feel like... Okay. So. I've actually been doing a fair bit of stand-up comedy in the last week. Um, I did like four gigs in like... I want to say like five or six days. Which is unheard of for the COVID era. Um, if you can string four gigs together in a calendar year, uh, wow, congrats to you. Um, you. You're working more than any other comedian in Australia. But I've done like four in five days or something. And I realized, by the way, I've been bitching a bit lately. I realized I've been whinging. i got to stop. Because I've been whinging that I do like one gig a week and then something weird happens in the room and I get caught in some riff and then I don't really do my material and then I'm like, Oh, that's me done for the week. I didn't work on any material. You're an idiot, Darcy. But it's totally my fault, I realized. On Friday night, uh, I had a gig. Um, and, like, I get up there. I'm doing six minutes, okay? Six minutes is, like, barely anything. Six minutes, you go, hey, guys, how's your night going? You say one thing, and you go, thanks for having me. Six minutes flies by, okay? So, I get up there. A girl in the front row like the front row table, stands up, walks straight through the middle of the crowd. And in my head, I'm just saying, don't address it. Don't address it. Just don't say anything. Just wait 0.1 of a second for her to walk through the crowd and then begin your material. Anyway, five minutes later, I'm still in some riff about like, if me and this chick dated and like how like, you know, like I'm still just, I'm still, I'm doing all crowd work and fucking the wheels are off and it's just, She's come back to her seat twice. I'm like, what are you doing, babe? And it's just, and it's just, I said like one joke. I didn't try any of my new material and it was just dumb. It was so dumb for me. And then I realized yeah, that was your fault, Darcy. 
That was your fault, you know? So I'm just wasting my own time up there. So I've got to be a bit more disciplined. But uh, Friday night as well, I don't want to speak out of school. Smoked a bit of the reefer before my gig. Um, the, the same bloke who brought us the Pakistani dil, uh, drill press, um, a new sex move I, I've come across, which I will never try because it sounds ridiculous. Um, but the, the man who came up with the Pakistani drill press has also dropped off a bit of the reefer for the pad. And um, i got to say, this stuff is a borderline psychedelic. I mean, it is powerful stuff. Powerful. So I had a few hits of this before my gig. And now I'm up there, you know, zigging and zagging, riffing it up, thinking, fuck, I'm actually probably too high for this. Um, the, the gig I went to was a cash-only bar, and comedians pay for drinks at this one, which is ridiculous. Um, so I got out 40 bucks at an ATM before I went to the gig. And then I went to buy a drink at the gig and realized I just walked off with my card and didn't get my money out. So that's a bad sign. I'm just getting a glass of red before I go on stage. And I'm thinking, fuck, I'm so out to lunch. I forgot how to use an ATM. And you're about to do stand-up comedy. This is not ideal. Anyway, go up. I, I, so I have to get my freaking glass of red wine like on tick. The guy's like, yeah, you owe me one. I'm like, yeah, sweet. So I take one sip of my glass of red. Put it down in like the backstage area. Go on stage. Do that stupid riff about the girl for like six minutes. Um, come off. The bartender has gone into the backstage area and like cleared glasses and cleared my full glass of red. So now I owe this guy money for wine I didn't even drink. And I'm too high to bring it up with him in a professional manner. Okay, so I'm just like, fuck. You win some, you lose some. I go and get some cash out and fucking pay him for the for the one I never even had. I leave just going like, you're an idiot, Darcy. Then I go to get home, jump on the bus at like 10.30. I got um, my return to soccer the next day. Um, so just thinking, go straight home, hit the sack. Beautiful. Um, I should, my bus ride home from the city takes exactly half an hour. 40 minutes into the trip, I realize I have no idea where we are. It's like raining and dark. I'm still too high. And I'm starting to be like, I don't know where we are. But I'm thinking, like, I'm so dumb. I'm like, I think maybe they changed the route over the COVID period. This might be a more safe route for COVID. You know, I think maybe on the way home, we're just dodging hotspots or something. You know, as if the bus driver's going to be like, oh, that guy has COVID and chuck a right. I don't know what's going on. And it's rainy and dark. I can't see. So I just go, oh, it'll be all right. I stay on the bus for another 10 minutes without doing anything. Before I have the freaking wherewithal to check my my maps on my phone. We're, we're nowhere near anywhere. I'm fucking out to... I'm halfway to Adelaide. I'm on the wrong bus, okay? And now I'm like... I'm, on, I'm watching it on maps thinking we'll turn around and start heading in my direction soon. Because I'm still... I'm just socially anxious. I don't want to talk to the bus driver about this. I'm the only one left on the bus. I've been on the bus for like 45 minutes now. When we're heading in the opposite direction of my house. Like I'm going, this is not good. I call up Samos, ambitious. I call up my roommate Samos, 11.30 on a Friday night and say, any chance you can drive, mate? And he says, absolutely not. I go, that's more than fair enough. So I go, fuck, this is going to be like a $90 Uber home. This is the worst. I eventually just get up the courage and go talk to the bus driver, who is a lovely old lady. I said, what, is this the 271? She said, babe, you're on the 114. And I was like, fuck, that's not even close. 
what the hell was I thinking when I got on this bus? I still don't know. I don't think I even looked at what was on the front thing. I just got on. So I go, fuck, all right. I go, look, here's the deal. This is what's happened. This is where I was attempting to travel to. What do you reckon? And she goes, the best I can do is just take you back to the depot. And then from there, like the midnight bus is heading back towards your house. I go, sweet. So I'm on the bus for like another half hour. I was on this bus for like an hour and a half before I even just got back to the depot. And then I had to get another bus home that took like another 40 minutes. I get home at like 1 a.m. I was supposed to be home at like freaking 11 in a strop. Okay, I've, I made like minus money on the gig because I freaking left 40 bucks in an ATM and then like paid for red wine I didn't even drink and then got like seven buses home. Horrendous Friday night. Horrendous. Just average from start to finish for me. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so then Saturday, bup, bup, bup. Saturday soccer, my return to the pitch. Um, I've been away the previous two weeks, just sort of just doing other stuff. I had a Friday night game I missed, um, because I was in Newcastle doing a gig and I was away in the Blue Mountains last week. So I missed two, two games, um, which I was fine with, um, I come back into the team just as we're playing. I don't want to speak out of school, but the team we were playing on Saturday, they were um, absolute cunts, okay? And and I hate to get that blue on the pod. You know I hate to get that blue. But they were. Um, the previous time we played them, they beat us about 7-0. And they're just shit blokes. They really are. Tattoos everywhere. Um, they're the sort of blokes, they were all like lads in year nine. A few of them went to my high school. And they were like, you know, they were, when lads were a thing, they were like staunch and 12-year-olds and, and crashing fucking 14th birthday parties. Like, just weirdos, really. Um, so these blokes, uh, obviously, I slipped straight back into the captaincy role. Having not trained for the previous six weeks and missed the last two games, um, I'm once again reinstated as captain. That's what you call charisma, my friends, okay? Uh, also, after a straight red in my... Um, in my second last game. So you want to talk about natural leadership. Try have a rap sheet like that and still have still have the uh, the faith of the soldiers. You know, the men in the trenches still looking to the colonel. Darcy, what do we do? I said, I'll take it from here, lads. I'll take it from here. I'm playing center back. I'm the general at the back. They scored, I believe, before the ref even blew the whistle. I, I swear to God. Off the kickoff... Uh, the ball goes to our left back, who does like a, a pass back to the keeper, which just goes straight to their striker who taps it in. I believe the ref was like, the whistle sound was still just finishing off. Um, the only thing I really said in my pregame speech to the lads was, whatever happens, these guys, they're coming second to the comp, maybe first even, no second, sorry. And uh, I said, let's just, let's stick together. Let's stay positive no matter what happens. Because if we start having to go at each other, it could be a blowout. Anyway, they score in the first second of the game. My roommate Adam is the keeper and he just is immediately toys out of the cot. You fucking losers. Switch the fuck on. What the fuck? And this is him for the next 20 minutes. He's just berating us in the back line. I go, mate, shut up. Okay, what did I just say? What did I just say? As I'm taking the goal kicks for him because he can't get the ball off the ground himself. He's like, you all suck. I mean, it is absolute bedlam in the goals. I was not jealous of him whatsoever. 
they're, it's a shot a minute. They're all over us. They go up 2-0. We somehow hold out till half time. It should be like 7-0 again. They're all over us. Anyway, second half. I, at half time, I give a pretty subdued half time speech because the lads are at each other's throats. Um, I said, can we just chill out a bit? And for Christ's sake, just get around each other for two seconds. Um, and we also moved to 4-3-3, which was not my decision. But then we start, it was like a goddamn Kevin Costner film in the second half, you know? It was like, uh, it was like Gridiron Gang or something. You know, I, I turned over to our bench. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is there with a clipboard. He said, come on, men, let's go. And I said, holy shit, Dwayne, what are you doing here? He said, he said, I'm filming something. And you guys are, you guys are the subject. I said, say no more, Dwayne. We'll take it from here. We start playing unbelievable. Okay. Absolutely unbelievable. We're all over them. I make, I start to make empty threats at some of their more thuggish players. It's fucking going on. It's off for young and old. We, we it's 2-1. We've been one. We're back. You know, one bloke's just being such a cunt. I, I, I said, mate, if you can't remember to keep your elbows down, why don't you write it on your arm with your other shit tattoos? You fucking loser. What's that? A dragon and an inspirational quote? Fuck off. Like this guy would have killed me. Okay. We're, but that's the, that's the hype of the game. Okay. It's freaking. I look over the bench. Dwayne's giving me the thumbs up. The boys are back. Then out of nowhere, 85th minute, we're all over them. We've been two absolute, no, sorry. We've missed two absolute dollies in front of the goal. Um, and then 85th minute, the bloke I'm playing center back with has just melted one from 40 meters out top corner. Absolute scenes in the 85th minute. Now we got like, now we got like two minutes to go. It was maybe like the 87th minute even. And this kid's just, he's never, this guy, Sammy, he's never scored. He's just binned one from 40 out. Unbelievable. The other team, they're dejected. Now we got two minutes to score. 87th minute, here we go. Anyway, 88th minute, I'm walking off with yet another straight red card. I fucking can't believe it. Dude, it's such bullshit when you're the last man. You barely touch a bloke, it's a straight red. This freaking tiny Italian bloke with tattoos ran through. He was, it was me and him, like, I was last man, he's running through. It was a shoulder to shoulder, slight bump. This guy goes down like a fucking stack of salami, and I'm, it's a straight red for me again. I've got two straight reds in my last three games. It's fuck. how do you spell corruption? Okay, this is a personal attack because I'm a public figure. Surely, is this because I have 500 Twitter followers? Because if it is, I'm going to the tribunal and I'm bringing my case forward. So I get sent off again. Um, and it's just, anyway, we, we get to two all. It's still a great, great second half. Proud of the lads. But yeah, what, what a result. What a fucking result. What a game. Um, but yeah. So then, yeah, so soccer was wild, to be honest. Um, fuck, we're, okay, we've got a fair bit to get through here. But, um, oh yeah, so then I got two more shows that night at this um, comedy club. Again, I'm only doing like six minutes, so... And comedy's a lot less rock and roll. Like, uh, this room's really cool, but you can only have 24 in there now because of COVID. So it's a cute little room. It's like down a little basement. Um, it's re- really nice. First show goes great. Um, it's this cash-only bar again. My mates Freddie and Alex are there. Freddie's on the show. He crushes. Um, so I go out and get another 50 bucks from the ATM, and I go to my mate Alex. I go, mate. This is after the first show. I go, mate, everyone knows the second show's for fucking nerds. Let's get blind. And I turn, I turn around. The booker for the comedy room is there. I go, oh, fuck. Sorry. 
Sorry, Dave. Just kidding, mate. <laughs> in one of the worst saves of all time, I just go, just kidding. And he looks at me like, oh, fuck you, fuck you, Darcy. Pay some respect. So anyway, it didn't matter uh, in the end because the second half, the second show um, of the 24 crowd members, there was one group of 22. They were all about 55 years old and off their tree. Like we heard them coming from fucking down the street. Like they just screamed through everyone's set. Like you couldn't get a word in. They're just yelling. One chick was yelling at me in Irish. I honestly like she needed subtitles. Like I couldn't catch a word. Thing is, if you're getting heckled, like it's not, it's not the worst. Like, oh, you said that. Maybe I could say this. But, 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 you know, thanks for coming. But if you, I can't make out a single word that this chick's saying, you know, if, if she had a TV show, it would have been on after midnight on SBS four, you know, crank those subtitles and get your top off, babe. I've got no idea what you're saying. So very just a fucking, just, I don't want to speak out of school, but that crowd were a bunch of cunts. Um, Afterwards, after our sets, me and Freddie are just doing shots at the bar. And I'm like, everyone down there is a piece of shit. Fuck these guys. Fucking old losers. And then I turn around and, of course, there's two of them lining up at the bar behind me. And they looked at me like I was rude. It's like, you guys are rude. You guys are rude. You just talk through my whole fucking six minutes, you dogs. But anyway. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah, so then me and Freddie head back to the lad pad and the Uber pulls up. Freddie conveniently had his card cancelled or blocked or something on Friday night. So I'm paying for most of his night. Whatever. I've not received any correspondence to him as as to how he'll be paying me back, but that's okay. Um, now, we get back to the lad pad. The boys were out in town. This is about 1am. Uh, we, went, we went out after the comedy shows and went to a bar um, we get back and there's just, the lad, the lad pad is going off. I, it's, it's shaking. It's very foundations are shaking and there's just commotion. I can just hear glasses shattering, screaming. It's going off. I go, fuck me. The lesbians are back. What a time to be alive. The lesbians are back at the lad pad. And conveniently, the, uh, the lad pad would actually be a fantastic name for a lesbian bar. If there's any entrepreneurs out there who'd like to take that, I'm more than happy for you too. You know, oh, that'd be great. You go to a club called the Lad Pad and it's just lesbians as far as the eye can see. That would rip. Um, but yeah, we go in. God, I love these chicks. They're just, it's absolute bedlam. You know, once again, uh, I think we had about two and a half cases of beer in the fridge. Past tense. The lesbians have run through that like they're goddamn locusts. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever dark spirits we have, bourbon, rum, they're just fucking sculling that like pirates. Oh, it's going off. Um, a few new lesbians in the mix this time as well. Um, a couple of chicks were straight. It was kind of like a good, you know, it's like a real jack in the box. Cause you could, you don't know who's a lesbian and who, who's straight. So there was about t- maybe 10 of them. It's just, and then we had some other people over. It's just wild, wild times at the lad pad. I'm loving these kick-ons. Because the pubs, you have to get out of there by like midnight now, we're having fucking awesome kick-ons. You know when you, like usually like you get home at like 4am and you're sitting on some bloke's couch and it's like, this sucks. But now kick-ons are from like 1 to 4, it's way better. Way better. Um, but yeah, the, the lesbians are just, they, they're going nuts. Um, one of them asked me to roll her up a joint 
um, which I which I did, and then she goes, "Yeah, me and the gals are going to smoke it in the back room," and then it, and then she just walked out the front with it and just smoked the whole thing by herself in one of the more selfish displays I've seen. Now I've got more lesbians coming up to me asking me where the weed is. I'm like, liaise with fucking what's her face, you know? It's not a freaking free for all here. Like, the, at some point I'd like to see the lesbians pay for something. I mean, they're running, they're running through freaking hundreds of dollars worth of uh, cigarettes and alcohol on a Saturday night at the lad pad, and now they're into the weed as well. I mean, come on, girls, let's chuck me a twenty for Christ's sake. Um, and then so, so it's absolute. It's just it's going off. And every, every room's like a new adventure. You know, you go in one room, there's two lesbians having like a huge argument. Ne- the next room, like one of them beating up my roommate. It's going off. Um, now, at one point, I had a beautiful glass of uh, white wine. And uh, I had a few ice cubes in there, which one of the lesbians told me was embarrassing. I told her I didn't care, but I was, I was lying. She actually hurt me quite deeply when she said that. But, um, but I'm having a great old time on the white wines. And freaking my roommate Samos comes over. He's in the mood for a bit of white wine. I said, yeah, take a sip. He goes, oh, man, I'm taking the whole thing. He starts sculling it. I said, mate, give me my white wine back. And I grab the thing. He rips the glass out of my hand. The stem breaks straight through my finger, like huge gash, blood is spurting everywhere. Um, and like there's literally blood spraying everywhere. I'm like, oh, fuck. Luckily, I'm so blind, I can't actually feel a thing. Um, double luckily, one of the lesbians was a nurse. And that is just fantastic. The lesbians are a very industrious group, you know. I mean, I mean, the previous time they were over, we had we had a young man break down in his car out the front of our house. We just sent four lesbians out like they were a fucking Formula One pit crew. You know, they did that. They had him back on the road in 10 minutes. Um, so they're a very industrious group, the lesbians. They've all got individual talents. Um, and one of them was a nurse, thank God. Um, one of the girls said I was being quite brave because I wasn't really showing any signs of pain, purely due to the 22 schooners I'd, I'd ingested. If I was sober, I would have been carrying on like a cut snake. Okay, I would have been fucking, uh, maybe even tears. It was quite deep. And there was blood like, it was doing the thing where blood like spurts out. It wasn't like just dribbling out. It was like, like a fire hydrant. Um... And it was like that thing, like, you know, when, uh, like a, like a kid trips over and then the parent freaks out and it makes the kid freak out. That was me with this lesbian nurse. Like, I was like, oh, just, she's wrapping it up in gauze. And I'm like, yeah, all good. Wrap it up. And she's like, fuck, it won't stop bleeding. And I'm like, well, keep wrapping. And she's like, no, seriously, like, fuck, this isn't good. It shouldn't be bleeding this much. She goes, you're going to have to go to hospital and get stitches. I go, there's no way I'm going to hospital mid kick-ons absolutely not i just heard a rumor one of the girls is actually secretly straight there's no way i'm leaving and then uh so she goes look i'm gonna wrap this thing into next week but if it bleeds through i'm taking you to hospital i go look you're the boss it didn't bleed through and a fantastic night was had by all um i think that's pretty much it just to fucking i fucking love these chicks for anyone out there who's thinking maybe i'm not having as much fun as i could on the weekends I would align yourself with a local group of lesbians. I mean, they're just, they're absolute warriors on the piss. Like, the next day, um, a few of them stayed at our place. The next day, they went straight to the pub at like 11 a.m. They can't be stopped. They cannot be stopped. Um, so, yeah, just unbelievable. Absolutely just a fantastic weekend.
Um, on the Sunday, we watched... Uh, uh, on the Sunday, I get a fucking text from a mate of mine. He goes, I'm, can I park in the driveway? So, a mate of mine is a comedian. I'm thinking, fuck, what are, you, what are you talking about? And I remembered I agreed to do his podcast. I am, I don't want to speak out of school, but I'm out to lunch, dude. I'm still very pissed. Um, so, I did a podcast on Sunday. Um, my friend Will Gibbs podcast, if you want to check that out. I can't remember what it's called. But I did that, um, told, some, told some stories on there. And I was just in an absolute state. But it was still a bit of fun. Alright, so Sunday I went to the bowling club um, after the UFC. Not heaps. This is the last little yarn. But, um, dude, I'm so sick of fucking dress codes. Why do they still exist? It's not 1910, okay? I'm not going to some ball at the freaking Great Gatsby house. I'm going to my local bowling club. A mate of mine had a singlet on. And, and one of the chicks who works at the bowling club comes over and goes, um, do you have a t-shirt you can put on? Which is really just a polite way to say, get the fuck out, okay? Who's going to go, who's in that situation is like, oh yeah, sweet, I've actually got one in my pocket. Oh, hang on, I've got two. What do you prefer, babe? Blue or green? Okay, no one has spare clothes. Um, what? Why? Why do we have to have dress codes? It's like this bowling club is dedicated to freaking smoking drinking and gambling what what what's the honorable thing here why do we have to freaking oh you can't wear a hat can't wear a hat it's like there's a guy literally vomiting on himself in the corner that's okay it's like yeah mate he's got a jacket on that's fine no hat and a jacket he can do what he wants it's like we got fucking two divorced dads in the pokey room putting their child support through five dragons oh mate as long as they've got sleeves on like what why why do we still have dress coats like, it's just freaking ridiculous. Like, dress codes in general. I just don't understand. Like, I work in an office now. It's like casual Fridays. It's like you can wear whatever you want on Fridays. It's like, oh, what about Thursdays? Nah, nah, that'd be, that'd be unprofessional, mate. What are you talking about? A polo shirt on a Thursday? You're insane. You're goddamn insane. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, if, like in my job... I'm just sitting in an office. I have no interaction with clients face-to-face. Why can't you just wear... And then everyone's working from home wearing PJs. Why are we still clinging on to this, like, dress code in, in some ridiculous situations? Bowling clubs. Grow up, okay? All your clients are alcoholics. They all love wearing singlets. Just let them wear a singlet. You know? Off, like, unless you're a lawyer or, like, freaking the CEO of Amazon. Why do you have to wear a suit in an office job? Why? It's just... I'm, I might be freaking out too much about this, but it's just so stupid. Like, it's just a ridiculous... Just a ridiculous premise to wear certain clothes in certain situations. Like, if you go to a funeral, fair enough. If you go to court, fair enough, you know. If you go to, like, a... You know, a, you know like a presentation or something formal like that. But day-to-day life, why are we doing it to ourselves? Just ridiculous. You can wear your hat in certain rooms. You know, some places you can wear a hat in the smoking area, not inside. It's like once you, like, it's just so stupid. We had to leave the bowling club because my mate had a singlet on. It's like, at what point does it become, you know, if he has like a sleeve that goes like two centimeters past his shoulders, is that is that now he's being polite? But if the sleeve's two centimeters back, he's he's being rude? You know, I don't know. I think we've got to savor these old bowling clubs while we can anyway. And they're freaking ridiculously archaic rules. 
eventually they're all going to get knocked down and turn into these freaking mega RSLs that are just a mecca for gambling and and pokies in general, you know? Like, this this RSL in my area has like, I want to say like 500 pokey machines. The Return Servicemen's League is like, is this really what the troops fought for? A fucking feature on more chili? Like, what, what? why is this the thing? I don't know. Like, obviously, they make so much money for the government. But I just think RSLs and bowling clubs could be so much cooler than they are. All the new ones suck, you know? There's no cool artwork anywhere. There's no vibe. The walls are grey and the carpet's fucking boring. Take me back to the old ones where the, the carpet's wild and you got, like, 74 years of sporting memorabilia on the walls. How much for a schooner? A dollar fifty. Yes, I like it here a lot. Just let me wear a singlet. I don't even like wearing singlets, dude. You know, I'm fighting a fight that I'm not even in. But anyway, freaking, I got kicked out of a bowling club for the most arbitrary reason on, on fucking Sunday. Um, but yeah, oh, oh, then I was leaving the bowling club and. Uh, <laughs> And I don't know, like I was wearing like a floral shirt. I, I was getting in the courtesy bus. These, There's like four old people in there who are blind. And uh, one of the blokes goes like, oh, look at this bloke. He's gay. He's definitely gay. I was like, fuck it. I mean, it's, it's a colorful shirt, but I don't think it necessarily means I'm gay. And, th- and this woman who's blind as well goes, she's like maybe 60. She goes, don't worry, we, uh, we're not homophobic because you can't do that anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's like the wrong kind of progress. You know, like it's technically progress, but it's the littlest amount possible. Like, yeah, we aren't homophobic anymore only because it's not socially acceptable. If it was, fuck, we'd, we'd love to be. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're not homophobic anymore. Is that because you, you let love into your heart and, uh, and, and realized everyone's, everyone's human and deserves the same amount of respect as everyone else? She's like, nah, just someone on the TV told me we couldn't do it anymore, so we don't. But but I'm counting down the days until we can just fucking beat up some gays again. It's like, yeah, that's that's technically progress, but really just the tiniest amount possible. You know, it's, it just goes to show the only thing that trumps, you know, love and uh <laughs> the only love and progress is really just peer pressure. It's like, yeah, we're we're not homophobic anymore because no one else is doing it. You know, but where, if it was still cool, oh man, we'd be all about it. So I freaking, uh, I don't know, I freaking, oh yeah, so I got a bus home with these guys after freaking getting kicked out because my mate was wearing sleeves, or no sleeves. It was just a pretty average afternoon. Um, but what about this? Um, last thing. So I spoke about uh, Ziggy Alberts a few episodes ago when he came out, he did this big he did this big uh, Instagram post. Ziggy Alberts is a singer. If you're not familiar with his work, he, he's from Byron Bay, which will give a lot of context to what I'm about to say next. But he came out and did a big thing, um, anti-5G and anti-wearing masks, more or less uh, insinuating he doesn't really think coronavirus is real um, and that wearing masks is like fascist and a, a freaking... What did he say? Like, uh, like invading his civil liberties, and his dad fought, didn't fight the Nazis for this shit, or his grandpa. Fucking weird post. Anyway, and I sort of tore into him on the pod a bit for that, uh, just because I think it's hilarious when when celebrities all they have to do is nothing, and they can't even handle that. Like all he had to do was nothing. Everyone's listening to his music. He's so popular. 
Um, and, he, and he, all he had to do was just not post that. Anyway, but then after that, I actually got heaps back into Ziggy Albert's music. So it kind of worked. Um, I've been listening to him heaps lately. And then I was like, fuck, how old is this bloke? I'm always fascinated with how old people are. And, I, and then I get immediately depressed if they're really successful and younger than me. I mean, I was watching this Netflix special one night, this chick, Taylor Tomlinson, this comedian. And she's like my age and she's got an hour on Netflix and it fucking rips. And I was like sculling a bottle of red on the couch watching her like, oh God, I suck. I suck. I'm the, oh God. Like it's just demoralizing. But anyway, so Ziggy Alberts. I go on his Wikipedia. Turns out he's just slightly older than me, which is again, very humbling. I think his last show was to like 10,000 people. Mine was to 13, but it's okay. Um, so, bu, bu, bu. oh yeah. So I'm reading this fucking, uh, his Wikipedia page after I'm, after I found out how old he is. And, um, turns out he's independent. Uh, he's an independent artist. He's not signed with a record label, which does explain the, f- how he's able to go on several anti 5G crusades on his Instagram without anyone really pulling him up. I remember thinking, what is his manager saying when he's doing a live stream going, they're installing a fucking Telstra tower next to my house. I have but minutes to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> guys like fried. He's clearly like just fucking lost it up there in Byron. He's speaking to the wrong people at his local cafe. You know, um, but it turns out he's an independent artist, which makes heaps of sense. And it turns out as well, what am I, f- <laughs> this single he released this year, it turns out the whole song's about um, how 5G towers are giving us cancer and um, how the government are, tr- are trying to kill us and how we can't trust the news. And I've been cranking this song for about two months. I thought it was about his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I, I fucking had no idea. It's all in code. Like, like the lyrics are like, what's the cost for a deeper connection? I thought he was talking about his fucking ex-missus. Turns out he's talking about phone connections. I was like, turns out I've just been at the lights, at, like, just blasting, like, like an anti-5G conspiracy song. And I feel so embarrassed. But I still listen to it. It's so good. It's called, um, it's called Don't Get Caught Up. It's a great song. I, I highly recommend you listen to it. But yeah, it turns out it's like a big code for, like, um, uh, yeah, like, just basically all this conspiracy shit that I had no idea about. And it made me think, you can love someone and not agree with everything they say or do, you know? I mean, you just got to give people a break more, I think. Like, Steph Claire Smith um, is just a model. I saw on the news yesterday, she got just abused into next week because she went to the beach and wore a mask. Just like, uh, the comments were just lighting her up. And I guarantee if she didn't wear a mask at the beach, the comments would have been fucking as bad, probably 10 times worse. And it's like, sweet. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? She's got about 2 million followers. Ziggy Alberts has like 300,000 or something. Like, there's no way they can please everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I think as long as it's within reason, you just got to let people go on some stuff. Like, whether you believe Steph Claire Smith should wear a mask or not, in Melbourne, it's illegal to leave the house without a mask at the moment. So she's just following the law. Like, leave her alone. But her, her comments and DMs are like fucking death threats because she's wearing a mask. And it's like, oh, just leave her alone. Like, if you you, you, you follow Steph Claire Smith for her rig, 
You know what I mean? Not her fucking stance on coronavirus. I follow Ziggy Alberts for his music, not his not his stance on 5G towers. Like, sometimes you just got to let people go. Like, these poor celebrities. Oh, man, you just can't win. As long as it's within reason, I reckon just free pass. You know, as long as it's nothing too weird, i.e. Izzy Falau, you sick fuck. You know, i.e. Chris D'Elia, you weirdo. But like, you know, Steph Claire Smith is just trying to follow the law. You know, Ziggy Alberts has clearly just smoked too much weed in Byron Bay. He still sounds great on the mic, all right? I'm still into it. You know, so I think in 2020, you got to just... You can't have everyone line up with every single thing you think. It's just impossible. You know, just let it go. Just give him a free pass, I reckon. Like that lady in the bowling club courtesy bus. She's not homophobic anymore because it's not allowed. But she'd love to be given the opportunity. And do you know what, babe? That's still pretty good. That's still better than than being actively homophobic. So good on you. And that... (laughs) That is the end of the podcast. What a wholesome note to end on. Or not really. I don't know. Either way, what do we get to? 40-ish minutes. It's a pretty good effort. i got to say, the news this week sucked. I usually like to do a couple of news stories. Very little news. Apparently, Kerry Bickmore vomited some jellyfish on the project last night. Uh, I don't know. That was the best news story I saw. So, yeah, that's what I'm working with. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. As always, if you'd like to tag a friend in a Facebook stand-up comedy video, always helpful. I'm looking at hopefully doing some Sydney shows November, December with the way things are going, hopefully. But we'll, ha- we'll have to wait and see. But I'm, I'm very hopeful. So I'd love to see you there if that happens. If. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long.